Amen. Amen. Uh, hey, so which half of the video did you like the best, right? I tell you what, I still remember the first time I saw that sucker. Man, it depressed me. I, I was about ready to kill myself. I said, seriously? You're going to show that? And I've showed it a lot. I, I showed it one time years ago in Florida when we had Friend Day. You know, it's like, it's like what? You invited me? To, what kind of church is this? But, 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 but isn't that what it's like, right? I, I mean, one minute we're in here talking about, oh, how he loves us. If grace was an ocean, we're all sinking. And the next minute we walk out of them doors, right? And somebody, the world starts talking to us, a bunch of smack and a bunch of junk, and they start beating us down. Maple Grove, this morning we are kicking off our much-awaited series, at least much-awaited to me, called Tuned In, Hearing His Voice Above the Noise. Now, now it was my intent to start the year 2015 with this series, but, but as the year 2014 came to an end, God, as He often does with me, um, adjusted that plan. And he led me to kick off the new year talking about the fruit of the Spirit for nine weeks and, and how we need, to, we need to, how it's time to pull up those weeds and it's time for, for us to grow. And I, for one, I'm very grateful for that adjustment. It was an incredible nine weeks. And, and then I was planning on, hey, let's launch Tune In right after Easter. Yeah, all these extra people are in church and if you promote this series, they, they got, we got to come back next week because Tune In's going to be great, right? Um, the guy said, no, not after Easter because... I, I want you to do something else. I, I want you to do a, a sermon series called Do It Again. And I go, okay, we'll do it. And, and in my mind, it was a, it was a two-week series, right? Um, God did it once. God can do it again. And then I was going to kick off Tuned In last week. But while I was preparing for Tuned In, God said, no, 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 not yet. One more thing. So I said, okay. I listen. That's why I don't plan sermons a year in advance, because why should I bother, right? He's going to change my mind. Uh-uh. And God said, no, I appreciate what you did. Yeah, I did do it once. I can't do it again. But Steve, you forgot to tell your people, my people rather, that, that I am still doing it again. And we talked about how God is still doing it again at this very moment, how, how God is empowering people who have a radical belief and an intense devotion to experience dramatic transformation, creating movements that are changing the world. And we see this all around the world. We, we see this in great churches throughout the world. And we actually brought some folks up on the stage last week to talk about, you know, we had Kemper, we had, we had Jordan, and we had Gail, and they talked about how God is working in their life, how God is doing it again in them and transforming them into new people. And I was kind of paranoid, to be honest, you know, first service. And I go, okay, I was about to announce, tuned in, and I, I, I said, God, we good, right? We're good. I, I can do it. He goes, thumbs up, two thumbs up, Steve. Maple Grove, it is May the 3rd, 2015, and it is my extreme pleasure to inform you that tuned in, hearing God's voice above the noise has officially arrived. <laughs> hey, let's pray, and, 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 and I am beyond, like, I'm beyond excited about this series. Seriously serious about this series, right? Triple S, baby. When that happens, you're, you're, you're crazy. Okay, and, and I'm going to ask you guys to pray, and we pray with palms open around here, and it's just, it's kind of symbolic, right? Hey. My heart's open, God. My mind's open. My ears are open. I didn't come here, God, to tell you what truth is. <laughs> I, I came here to receive from you, not to tell you things. I came to receive from you, and, and let's pray. God, we love you. 
And God, I'm here to receive from you, even though I stand on the stage. God, I pray for the power of your word. I, I pray that it will be alive and active and that we will listen as people who are alive and active. God, I pray that you will help us begin this powerful journey to, to hear your voice above the noise. God, help me to say what you want me to say. God, help me to hear this message, Lord. I, I, I so need it. God, move. Holy Spirit, move. In Jesus' name, amen. So Maple Grove, are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Let's get tuned in. Let's roll. Now, now the premise for this series is the following. The six-week series, the premise is this. The voice you believe will determine the future you will experience. The voice you believe will determine the future you will experience. And, and, And I want us to say that together on a count of three. One, two, three. The voice you believe will determine the future you will experience. Now, the series was inspired by a book I read last fall written by Stephen Furtick called Crash in the Chatterbox. And I got to tell you, you know, I, once I, I read the introduction, I one-clicked that sucker. Any, any one-clickers out there with your iPads? I mean, one-click and it's yours, right? It's on your iPad, but so is it on your American Express bill for me, right? But I read his words, and I go, all right, okay. I'm not the only crazy person out there, not the only messed up pastor. Let me re- get this book. And here, here's the words he opened up with. Um, he says, I wish I had a little devil on my left shoulder. I could flick him off and tell him to go to hell. And then I could fist bump the angel sitting on my right shoulder and get on with doing all the things God has called me to do. That would change everything. I discover an unshakable confidence, and it wouldn't be borrowed from the ever-changing assessment of others. I would instinctively offer my weaknesses as a platform for God's power instead of typecasting myself as someone God couldn't use due to my endless character flaws. I'd be unstoppable because the devil wouldn't be able to dominate my mind with the kinds of fear that control me a lot of the time. Then I'd be able to move forward in faith without being scared of failure or rejection or the sacrifice required to obey God. I'd never again be paralyzed by condemnation or bullied by feelings of unworthiness. At the end of each day, I'd go to sleep in perfect peace because I'd be finishing the day with no shame, no regrets, and no need to sow any fig leaves to conceal anything. I'd be nearly immune from discouragement because I would stop wondering if the sky was falling every time I faced a new challenge. I'd see my biggest obstacles as my greatest opportunities and all the other stuff you read on Starbucks cups. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's no devil on my shoulder, and what's worse, there's no angel either. Instead, I've got this ceaseless war going on inside my heart and my head. I'm waging it every millisecond of every minute of every hour of every day, nights, holidays, and weekends too. And man, I don't know about you. I said, dude, I can relate. I am one-clicking you right now. The voice you believe will determine the future you will experience. Now, this morning, I, I, I just want to introduce this topic, this concept, in a conversation I'm calling Getting Tuned In. And listen, a great place for us to begin tuning in is by looking at some words that God wrote through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 55. The heading in my Bible for this section calls it An Invitation to the Thirsty. Anybody thirsty out there this morning? And, and now I think it's important for us to understand that these words, who they were first written to, that they were written to people who have been disobedient, 
have followed other gods, have listened to the wrong voices, have been led astray by the wrong desires, and now God is inviting them back to himself and the real life. So I say, let's hear, let's hear what God had to say to his people 2,700 years ago and what God has to say to his people here today on May the 3rd, 2015, at 3210 Prophet Road. The prophet writes, come. Again, it's an invitation. Come, all you are thirsty. Come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. You see, God's, God's house is the only place we can eat a meal and never have to worry whether or not we can pay the tab. It's a place where we can enjoy and feast on his mercy, his grace, his love, his forgiveness, his goodness, and never worry about him handing us a check because he knows we could never pay that check in the first place. Come, all you are thirsty, come to the waters, and you have no money, come, buy and eat, come, buy wine and milk without money, without cost. In verse 2, he says, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Why? Turn to the person to your right and to your left and just ask them, why? Why? Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? And listen, if anyone has ever given themselves to things they should not have given themselves to, or, or, or they chase after things, and after they got those things, those things did not do for them what they hoped they would do for them, you know exactly what that verse means. You're like, man, I, I sure paid a whole lot. That cost me a lot, and, and, and I didn't get much for it. As a matter of fact, I think I lost more in the deal. Now here comes the emphatic part of the text. He says, listen, listen. It's the Hebrew word shema. It means to hear, to perceive, to understand, to agree with, to be obedient to. God says, listen, listen to me. You see, for years, for centuries, God's people, God has watched his people listen to the wrong voices, engage in the wrong dialogue, and it really messed up their lives. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. God is saying, he's saying to his people, no more junk food. No, no more living off the vending machine, the spiritual vending machine. It, it's time for you to start eating the good stuff. And you will delight in the richest affair. I never use that phrase in my daily language, but it sure sounds good, right? I mean, give me some of that richest affair is all I'm saying. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may what? That you may, that may live. Maple Grove, there's a lot on the line here. God says, listen to me, eat the right food, eat the right voices, and you're going to live. Ignore me, eat the wrong food, the wrong voices, and you will die. The voice you believe will determine the future you experience. Listen, listen to me. And eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. Now, Maple Grove, the, the, the goal of this series is, is for us to, 
really for me, and if you guys can come along if you want, but you know, it's for us to learn how to, it's for us to learn how to overcome the lies of the enemy with the voice and promises of God so that we may live. To overcome the lies of the enemy with the voice and promises of God so that we might live. Now, in the coming weeks, we're going we're gonna to look at four truths, four promises, uh, four confessions that come straight from God's Word, and, 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 and therefore, uh, these confessions are living and, and they're active. And, and the word confess means to, it means to, to say with God. It means, to, it means to agree with God. And here, here's the deal, here's the deal. Now, some people in this room have already spent way too much time accepting and agreeing with things spoken about them, spoken to them, and spoken over them that God never intended for them to agree with. Get it? Good. And, and so this series, we're going we're gonna to learn how to embrace these confessions which are grounded in the voice and promises of God. And, and each confession, it, 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 it targets one of the main areas that the enemy, who is the father of lies, uses to, to, to weaken our faith, to corrupt our worth, and derail and destroy our destiny in Christ. Question, do you ever struggle with insecurity? And I won't ask you to raise your hands because you're too insecure to do that, right? <laughs> well, I do struggle, but I'm too insecure to say, yeah, yeah. I'll raise my hand, okay? I'll raise my hand. Well, next week we're going to learn how to overcome that, inse- that insecurity with the confession that God says, I am. Repeat after me. God says, I am. I was, did, did you, were you not listening? <laughs> Repeat after me. I'm going to do the whole deal, right? You ready? We good? God says, I am. Okay, we still messed it up. Wait till I'm completely done. I'm so excited you're ready to do this, man. Those listening all around the world, thanks for joining us. Right? Ready? God says, I am. All right, we're awesome, man. Amen. We're good. We're slow. Look who's leading you. Look who's leading you. It's It's all on me. And on May 17th, we're going to talk about overcoming fear. Ever struggle with fear? Well, in two weeks, we're going to learn how to overcome fear with a confession. God says he will. Repeat after me. God says he will. will. Oh, man, you guys are good learners. You see, some of us, some of us, some of us are staying awake at night, worried about things that God never intended for us to be haunted by and terrified by. And in two weeks, we're going to learn how, how to move past that. And then on May the 31st, we're going to learn how to demolish one of the enemy's greatest lies. Uh, one of his favorite lies you know, that, 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 that he's able to get Christians to believe, and, and it's ridiculous that we believe it after the cross. Well, on May 31st, we're going to we're going to learn how to overcome shame and condemnation with the confession, God says he has. God says he has. And on June 7th, the confession, God says I can, will empower us to push past and rise above and overcome disappointment 
and defeat. Maybe grow as time, they get tuned in. Now, I understand thoughts and voices are to our soul what food is to our body. Eat what is good, and we will live. Eat what is bad, and we will die. Never forget. Never forget, church. Never forget, people, that the, our enemy's desire is for us to live fearful. The enemy's desire for you, for us, is for us to live fearful, insecure, ashamed, defeated, and disappointed lives. And, and let me be clear on a few things up front. Number one, I probably need this series more than anybody in this room. I, I am so serious about that. If you would spend one hour in my head, you would agree completely, all right? There's some nutty stuff going on inside here. It's gray matter, nuts. Number two, I, I want you to know the series, it's not about changing our behavior. It's, it's not about stuff out there. It, it's not even about changing our dysfunctions. Instead, it's about getting to the root of what is driving those dysfunctions. Maple Grove, we are listening to and responding to the wrong voices. We're agreeing with the lies of the enemy. John Eldritch in his book, Waking the Dead, talks about what happens when we agree with a lie of the enemy. He says this, we just assume these impressions are our own, and we accept them, agree with them, live under them like slaves under a taskmaster. You know, good, you're unworthy, you'll never be anything. When we make those agreements with the demonic forces suggesting things to us, we come under their influence. And it becomes kind of permission. We, we give the enemy sort of like a contract. And the bronze gates start clanging shut all around us and imprison us. The voice you believe will determine the future you will experience. Like I said, this is an introduction to this conversation. And what I want to do today, I want to lay some groundwork. I want to get us to not only start thinking about what we're thinking about, and I think that we as Christians don't think enough about what we're thinking about, but I want to go a little bit deeper and think about what is driving those thoughts. Think about the noises and voices that are driving those thoughts. Today, I want to talk about getting tuned in, and which is at least in theory is as simple as A, B, C, D, E. Father God, we need to hear your voice above the noise. And Father, I know that it's not an accident I'm up here talking about this today. I need it. Your timing. And God, anyone in this room, you ordained that they would be here. And God, I pray they'll open their hearts and minds and ears. If they do, They'll be refreshed by your presence and your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. A, B, C, D, E. The A, acknowledge that there are other voices. Voices that are trying to, to invade our heads, our hearts, and our minds. Voices that are empowered by the, by the lies of, uh, of the enemy. Uh, voices that are attempting to convince you and I that what they say about who we are about what we can do and who we can become are true. And now when I talk about hearing voices in our head, some of you may be thinking and a little bit nervous, thinking our pastor finally has gone off the deep end. Guys, I live in the deep end, right? I, I fell off the deep end like a long, long time ago. 
And you're thinking, man, you brought your friends. Wow, this preacher is talking about hearing voices in his heads. But let me tell you, let's get real. You hear them too. I mean, if I could hook up your brainstem to the screen back here and put up on that screen some of the thoughts you were thinking, not this week, but while, you were, while we were singing, oh, how he loves us. I mean, it would be quite a show, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It would. There are voices in our heads. Apostle Paul talked about it in Romans 7. He says, I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power within me that is at war within my mind. The power makes me a slave to sin. Paul says, I got this battle in my mind, these thoughts, these voices. It's a struggle. And Jesus in John chapter 10, he talks about the power of voice and of following a voice and that there's more than one voice out there calling us. And John 10, we read a few weeks back and and our faith comes from hearing reading. And, and, and when I read it, I go, wow, there's a lot of uses of the word voice in here. Here's what Jesus says about voices. Talk about his voice as a good shepherd. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice but they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Listen, listen. Most of our problems are because you and I are not only not following his voice, but we are running after the stranger's voice. And remember, the voice we follow, uh, the voice we believe, will determine the future that we experience. Now, Jesus kind of laid that out in, in, in John chapter 10, verse 10, right? He says the thief's purpose, it, it, you know, his voice, right, is to what? To steal and kill and destroy. That's what he wants, right? So, so why are we surprised when he does it, right? We're like, hey, geez, I, well, I can't believe the devil showed up and really trying to screw my life over. You know, well, I'm so surprised how that happened. Jesus, hey, he's going to do this. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. A, acknowledge there are other voices. B, believe that you can choose the voice you listen to. Uh, understand, everything we see, you know, everything we see started with something that God said. And getting tuned in is all about hearing God's voice above the noise. Now, the Bible begins with this idea of God's voice. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Some of us, that describes your life before Christ. And darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Like nothing's there. Nothing's going on. There's no life. There's nothing. Then God said, let there be light, and there was. God said, and it was. God said, and it was. God said, and it was. I understand, the very same pattern that God used to establish the universe is what our lives will be established by. And what I mean by this is what's going to pop up on the screen right now. Everything in our lives will be created or destroyed by the words that we speak and the words that we believe. The voice you believe will determine the future you experience. And, and it's, 
it's with great pleasure I tell you that God's voice that spoke in Isaiah 55 is, is still crying out today, May 3rd, 2015. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Listen, listen. You see, the invitation implies that we have a choice, uh, that, 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 that we can accept or decline the voices that are out there. We're not some helpless victim to the noises that surround us. We're not. But, but, but the bad news is that, you know, uh, the noise is never going to stop. I wish I could tell you it stopped, but it's not. You may be thought, hey, when I become a Christian, the noise isn't going to stop. But it didn't stop. I'm going to start reading my Bible more, and it, but it didn't stop. Hey, I'll, I'll go to Bible college. I'll become a pastor, and then there will be. It didn't stop. Guys, the noise will never stop. That's the bad noise. The good news is that God is giving us the ability to choose the dialogue we believe and respond to. And, and once we learn how to do that, we can switch from the enemy's voice, the God's voice, as easily as we can take our radio dial and go from country music to classic rock, all right? <laughs> Amen. Praise God for the 70s. <laughs> they're still kicking it, though they're in their walkers, okay? Maple Grove, learning to think the thoughts of God is the most important thing, and it is our greatest battle our greatest battle. Why? Because we're constantly going to be bombarded with thoughts and feelings and even facts, constantly bombarded with thoughts and feelings, a ceaseless war, and even facts about why we can't do it, why we shouldn't do it, why we'll never be able to do it, why we're too dysfunctional, why we're too, too petty, too immature, too melancholy, too fearful to do it. Uh, but listen, get God's desire during the next six weeks is, is, is and guys, I'm on this journey, man. Uh, I'm always on one. Um, I thought I'd be further along. But God's desire during these next six weeks is awaken you and I to the reality that we can, that we can access the, he wants to awaken us to the reality that we can access the power of his promises to overcome the lies of the enemy, and demolish the strongholds the enemy has in our lives. He wants to awaken us that we have the ability to access the power of his promises to overcome the lies of the enemy. Get it? Good. However, like I say, it's going to be a battle, right? A constant battle, ongoing battle, a nasty battle, a bloody battle. In our mind, right? That's why Paul said it in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, I got that right here for me today, you know, I'm I'm running out of places to write on my hand. Um, Paul said, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Every thought, every thought, right, we take it. Just like like we're, we're, we're at a border crossing, hey, you look suspicious, come on into this interrogation room. And we turn on the bright lights and we bring in a good lawyer. We say, hey, thought, where'd you come from? What's your origination? I don't know if you're the right thought. We take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. And one of the things that we're going to have to do, we're going to have to be able to to see 
in ABCDE of getting tuned in, call out our inner critic. We all have one, right? I don't know about you, but my greatest enemy, right here, you're looking at him. You're looking at him. Charles Spurgeon, a great theologian, said it this way, beware of no man more than yourself. We carry our worst enemies within us. A modern theologian put it this way, I'm losing myself, I'm stuck in the moment, I look in the mirror, my only opponent, okay? That's a modern-day theologian, kind of. Everybody's got a theology. Um, Jack Parr, comedian, put it this way, looking back, my life seems like one big obstacle race with me being the chief obstacle. I understand the devil is our enemy, but the battleground is our mind. I read online this week, you, know, you can read all kinds of things online, right? You know? uh, but I read online that, that the average person thinks 60,000 thoughts a day, and 80% of those thoughts are negative. That means that we think 48,000 negative thoughts every day. I have no idea how they measure that, but sometimes I think, yep, that's about right. <laughs> you know, that's about right. You know, I wonder how, how much of those 48,000 negative thoughts you've already heard today, and it's not even lunchtime. I mean, did you hear the noise when you went in the closet to get dressed for church? Did you hear the noise telling you that, hey, it doesn't matter what you wear because nothing's going to look good on you. You're too tall, you're too short, you're too old, you're too young, you're too skinny, you're too flabby, you're too whatever. Did you hear the noise when you're trying to get your, your, your kids ready for church? And they couldn't find their shoe, and you had a conniption fit? And by the way, here's the definition of conniption. I had to look it up this morning. Be, behavior that shows you are suddenly very angry and upset, okay? That's a conniption, right? That's a conniption, all right? You know, and, and you're thinking, like, what kind of parent am I, you know? You know, I mean, you know, I, I hear I'm going to worship God, and I'm screaming at my kids. And if I'm the parent, why didn't I? He's only, like, three years old. Why should he find this shoe? Why is it his problem? Noise, noise, noise. Noise, it's everywhere. Uh, most of you know that, that I journal, and I got to tell you that many days as I, I, I grab my pen and begin to write the noise in my head, it's just raging. I'm just being real. Here, here, here's how I open up my journal Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> March the 8th. Uh, good morning, Lord. I'm exhausted and so tired. I, I can't see very well. I got a vision issue. I'm frustrated. I'm worried. I need your help today. I don't see how I can do anything worthwhile today. I feel like a loser and a failure. There are so much negative chatter going on in my head. Chatter, chatter, chatter. This morning, right, we're doing Tuned In. Hey, thanks for coming to Maple Grove the first time. I know you're not coming back, right? Because, like, we got a freak on the stage. Here's what I wrote this morning. Oh, man, Abba, I'm so tired, exhausted, weary, worn out, drained, and afraid. I feel like I'm going to tank the message today, like it's not going to make sense. I feel so inadequate in so many areas. I hate my life. I've accomplished nothing. The clock is ticking. The sand is running out. Why would people who have it together want to hear or need to hear anything from me? You'll always be stuck. You'll always be where you are. You'll always be almost. You'll never break free. You suck as a dad. Sorry. Yeah. You watch too much useless stuff on TV, spend too little time with your kids, 
You wasted, buried so much time, opportunity, and potential. You might as well stop dreaming of greater things because what is the point? It's never going to happen. You're a loser. You can't and won't do it. So why even bother? Chatter, 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 chatter. I heard it yesterday when I was up in Conrad, kind of do some yard work for somebody, and, and like all the cord ran out, right? Pounding that sucker on the ground. It's not coming out. And I'm going, okay, this sucks. I can't get there. I said it again, you know? And I go like, oh, man, and I couldn't even come out. I go, what a loser, man. I don't want to ask him for help. I mean, what kind of guy can't even use a weed whacker, man? I mean, I mean, we, we, I mean there's guys in our church who probably built weed whackers and invented weed whackers. And here, I can't get the thing out. I go, please, Lord, come out, come out. Conrad, can you help me here? I mean, I hear the chatter when I'm standing up here. Oh, they don't like your jokes. This is not making sense to anyone. I, I think that person over there is bored. Oh, they look really ticked off at you over there. You know, oh, I think that guy fell asleep. You know what? I, I think, I think maybe, I, maybe I should wear a, a different shirt. Chatter, 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 chatter. Welcome to Maple Grove. We'll see you never. I, I mean, sometimes in my mind, it's like I'm in Walgreens during Christmas time, and I can't get away from the Christmas music. But at least with Walgreens, I can walk out of the store. But what do you do when you live in the store? Hey, go ahead and call me crazy, but a lot of times I feel like I'm in the middle of a dialogue that I cannot get out of, which brings me to the D in ABCDE of getting tuned in. It's a two-parter. I don't think parter is a word. I think it should be. It kept underlining in red. I said, that should be a word. But it, it should be, so I, I'll submit it. Um, it's a two-parter. D, dialogue. First, dialogue with the proper destiny. You know, most self-help books and positive thinking lead to the conclusion that negative thoughts make you unhappy, and they do, and that, that, you, and that negative thoughts can keep you from enjoying things, and they will, but understand the, most, the worst thing about negative noise and chatter is that it can keep you from discovering and living out your destiny. A guy named Brendan Manning in his book, Abba's Child, The Cry of the Heart for Intimate Belonging, Brendan Manning writes this. When the chatter gets the best of us, great deeds remain undone, and the possibility of growth in the greatness of soul is aborted. Great deeds remain undone. And we never become the people we're meant to be. Guys, one of my greatest fears is that I'm going to leave this earthly life and never get a chance to meet me. And never get a chance to meet the person I'm supposed to be. Because I listen to so much noise. Question, what great deeds in your life remain undone because of the lies you've believed? And listen, when those great deeds go undone, they're not just affecting you, they're affecting everybody you're connected to and everybody they're connected to. Question, what lies have you believed? And what lies are you believing and agreeing with that are keeping you from your God-ordained destiny? You're too old. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You don't have the money. Every time you try, you fail. You never follow through. So why bother? What lies have you believed? Understand, lies create limitations. Listen, listen. And the limitations we accept keep us, keep us from the destiny we were created to live out. As parents, we're, we're not the parents we could have been because of the lies we believed. I mean, what, what kind of friend, what kind of husband, what kind of wife, what kind of teenager, what kind of student, what kind of worker, 
What kind of pastor could you have been if you would have confronted the lies? What difference in the world were you meant to make that you're not making because of the lies you believed? Understand, when lies are not confronted, destinies are not fulfilled. And man, I got to tell you, I, I so need this stuff. But I got to tell you also, I, 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 am so, I am so preaching myself into newness. I, I'm so preaching myself into hope right now. I, I'm not kidding. I, I'm not lying. Dialogue with the proper destiny. Understand, because the dialogue we choose to participate in determines the destiny we experience. You, you see, a, a lot of us are not fulfilling our destiny because we're engaged in the wrong conversations with the wrong people. And we're not the first to do that. In fact, this goes, this tendency to be engaged in the wrong conversation goes all the way back to the beginning. In the first two chapters of Genesis, we, we, we see God's voice creating, God speaking, and creation responding. Then in Genesis 3, we, we see another dialogue, the dialogue of our enemy who takes the form of what? of a serpent. Listen, church, the devil will say whatever he has to say, and he will take whatever form it takes to keep us from seeing who we really are. He'll take whatever form. I mean, he'll speak lies to us and to you through your parents, through your husband, through your wife, through your friends, through your ex-wife, through the media, through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram, through a magazine cover. He will take whatever form he has to take to get you to believe the lies about who you are. Get it? Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. More crafty. He knew what to say and how to say it. He said to the woman, he invites Eve into what? To a dialogue. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Isaiah 55, eat what is good and you will live. The serpent says, eat this and you will die. I understand every time you and I believe a lie, something inside of us dies. But every time we believe the truth, our soul delights and the riches affair. Now, until this week, I always thought that things went downhill in Genesis 3, you know, when the, when, when the serpents spoke to the woman. But, but as I think about our series, I, I think it was a little bit further downstream that things went downhill. And we read, the woman said to the serpent. You see what she's doing? Eve is engaging in a dialogue that destroyed her destiny. Her destiny along with Adam was to stay in the garden with God. And this dialogue, she began, destroyed that destiny. Listen, anytime we open up a dialogue with the father of lies, with the serpent, we've already lost. Understand, just because he's talking, we don't have to listen. Sometimes we just need to change the channel. Say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going there. I'm not thinking that. Not today. Not now. I, 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 I get to choose the voices I listen to. I get to choose the voices I follow. You know, it's kind of like that's what we do on Twitter, right? You know, you, know, that, you, know, you got some little icons on there, and you know, like, that, like the home icon, 
you click on that, and that's everybody you chose to follow, right? That you say, hey, these are the people I want to hear what they're saying, right? You know, and, and, and the, if you, the little at sign, you click on that, that's where people can mess with you. <laughs> that's where people can talk to you, you know? And, and what we need to do is say, you know what, hey, no, no, I'm not, I'm not clicking on the at sign. You know, I'm not going to let people, spe- I'm only going to let people speak into my life who I choose to let speak into my life. Amen? The next D in A, B, C, D, E of, 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 what are we talking about here today? Tuning in. <laughs> is detect a distortion. You will not certainly die. <laughs> you liar. You see, the thing that makes deception so effective is that it's hard to detect. And that's why we must take every thought captive and interrogate it. I don't know. Wait a second. I'm not sure that's from God. Let's step into this room. Let me flip on the lights. You're not leaving in here. You know, I'm not even getting your Coke. I know you're thirsty, but we're going we're gonna to stay here well thought. I mean, if the enemy showed up in red tights, carrying a pitchfork, and said, hey, here's a lie I want you to believe, and it's going to screw your life up so bad. It's going to mess up your family. It's going to mess up everything. I mean, we'd say, no, I'm not going to listen. But he's a master at distortion. And during the next six weeks, we're going to learn how to detect some of the most common lies that hold us in bondage to fear, insecurity, shame, and disappointment. Man, those are like my four horsemen. I don't know about you at times. But we're going to learn to do much more than detect them. We're going to find out how to replace them. You know, I learned a lot about my iPad and computer this week. I'm pretty ignorant on a lot of things. Um, I learned, number one, how to take a screenshot. Like, how do you do that? I kept doing it wrong for a long time. Oh, push this, hold this, you know, hold your leg like this and say chicken three times or something. Yeah, but I finally got screenshots. And, and then I found out that it, there's actually a function of Word that you can go over to edit and you can have a document you can find, like every time you use the Word in a document. And, and, and I did the word love. I did that sermon, you know, um, love when it's undeserved. I used the word love 202 times. But not only can you find it, then you can replace it, right? And, and, and I chose to replace it, the word love. And so hit the next slide. Everywhere the word love showed up, I replaced it with fried chicken, right? You know? All, you know, because without fried chicken, nothing else matters. If I have the faith that can move mountains but have not fried chicken, I am nothing. If you give all I possess to the poor, surrender my body to the flies, but have not fried chicken, I gain nothing. Did you catch what Paul's saying? That without fried chicken, nothing else matters. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't matter what we say, no, give, accomplish, even how radical we live out our faith, because without fried chicken, none of it matters. Understand, without fried chicken, our words are just meaningless noise. Without fried chicken, according to God's word, we are nothing and we gain nothing. <laughs> Tell you what, if you can hack into someone's documents, you can have fun with changing words, right? But we're going to learn how to detect those distortions and replace them with the voice of God. A, B, C, D, E. Acknowledge that there are other voices. Believe that we get to choose. Call out our inner critic. Dialogue with the proper destiny. Detect the distortion. And the E stands for every day. Hear what God wants. Check out this video. Amen. Every day, hear what God wants. Like, like I said, I'm a very ritualistic person. I got a mark of myself, and I said, you know what? I got to mark this series by going out and buying me a pair of wireless noise-canceling beats that match my, my, my gray hair right here. Yeah, because the day, 
On May the 3rd, 2015, I am declaring to my enemy, you can keep on talking, you can keep on lying, you can keep on shouting, you can keep on saying whatever you want to say to me, but I am choosing what I want to hear, and I want to hear my daddy's voice, and when my daddy talks to me, he says that I am a new creation. He says that, that I am a masterpiece, that he loves me, that I'm headed home, that I'm his child, that I'm his son, that I'm forgiven, that I'm chosen. So go ahead and talk. Talk all you want. But I'm tuned in to God. I'm tuned in to God. I'm tuned in a different channel. I'm listening to him and nobody else. And now I get to hear good music at the same time and a sermon illustration all at once. Every day, hear what God wants you to hear. By the way, there's a new faith comes from hearing out this week. That's how you tune in. You tune in by listening to his word. Paul put it this way. Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about these things. Think about these things. Think about what God has said and not the lies of the enemy. Maple Grove, we are getting tuned in at this place. And I got to tell you, the invitation that God gave still stands. He gave it 2,700 years ago. Come. All you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? It's not working for you, and you know it's not working. Listen. Listen to me. And eat what is good, oh man. And you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear, come to me, listen, that you may live. We're gonna sing a song, and, and, and I just want to, you know, you wrap up a service, and, and what response is God wanting? Well, some, some of you, if you're here today, you've never surrendered to Christ and repentance and baptism, right? I think about doing that today. Uh, Acts 2.38, Peter said to the crowd gathered who are convicted of killing Jesus, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. That's God's voice for forgiveness of your sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're here today and you've just been, man, maybe you're like me, man. There's so many stinking voices in your head. You think you're nuts. You're not crazy. You're just tuned into the wrong channel. You know, and we're going to sing a song about coming to God no matter where we are. And, and maybe you need to pray. Come up here and pray. And just say, God, you know what, God, I'm so worn out by these voices. I just want to hear your voice. There's so much noise, God. I don't even know who I am sometimes. I don't know which way to turn sometimes. I, I don't know what to believe sometimes. And I got to tell you, if you were read the rest of my journal today, I started out that way. But I'm the man. I'm the, I mean, I, time I entered that sucker. Yeah. After, I, after I tuned into God, I'm ready to take that mountain. Yeah, but if I don't tune into him, and I, I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll just wear these all the time, you know? Would you stand as I pray? God, we love you.
God, I pray that no one misses an opportunity to engage with you as we sing. And thank you, God, anytime, anywhere, any place, from any place in our lives that we can come to you. God, help this church. Help me to get tuned in. That's all that matters the next six weeks. To hear your voice above the noise. You got the rest. That's our job. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship.